Welcome to the Fantasy Football Genius, where winning isn't everything, it's the genius thing. Stay tuned if you want to crush your fantasy football goals. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever this is podcast, we welcome you to the Genius Cast. Running solo, it's a Friday podcast normally have Chris next to us here but he is out of the office today you get the genius himself today I am Jameson we're going to get you on the right path excuse me trying to get you in the right path to have a solid week six hopefully you're sitting at four and one sitting at five and oh maybe you're sitting at three and two we can get you back on the right track and if you need help with your team maybe you're sitting with a uh, with a trade in your inbox don't know what to do that's what our mastermind chat is all about if you have not checked out our Mastermind Chat, definitely give it a look. That's what we created for. If you have a trade question, lineup construction, roster construction, whatever it is for fantasy football, maybe it's just a start-sick question that you can't get answered on Instagram because our DMs are full. 100% of the time, I'll, I'll get back to you with our Mastermind Chat within 24 hours, one-on-one uh, communications. It's via text. We give you the phone number to uh, text message if you have a question for fantasy football. And it's one-on-one, and, and we can go back and forth. Kind of have another idea of talking about someone that knows fantasy. Kind of, uh, some people just like to use it to kind of bounce ideas off of, to kind of know which way to go, make sure they're thinking the right way. That's what our mastermind chat's all about. Give it a look on the website, www.fantasyfootballgenius.com. We have weekly, monthly, full season packages available. We also have our premium articles available as well, both DFS and season-long packages, both uh, weekly and full season packages available. Maybe you have a start set. If, if, you're in the, if you're in the DFS, we have GPP, stacks, cash game plays, whatever it is for DFS. We have a lot of fun stuff over there. We also have a lot of free stuff. Our rankings are always free. We have a couple articles that come out throughout the week that are free. So plenty of stuff that is free and uh, behind the paywall on the website. If you have any questions, maybe you're on the fence about joining the Genius Mob and becoming part of the community with our uh, DFS or season-long package, or maybe you're uh, wondering about what the Mastermind is, uh, truly is all about, Give us a, a note on Instagram. Be more than, more than happy to answer those questions to kind of help you um, get pushed the right direction. Maybe maybe you're on the fence and you don't know if, if the mastermind mastermind chat is right for you. More than happy to answer those questions to kind of uh, help you make a decision if that's right for you. Just trying to make you a better DFS or and or season long or maybe you play maybe you play both sports. Maybe you're just diving into DFS, trying to make you a better player. That's what our mastermind chat's all about. Definitely think that's worthwhile for you to take a look at. And again, we have weekly, monthly, full season packs available depending on which route you want to go. If you've not followed us over on Insta- Instagram or Twitter, please give us a follow. On Twitter, we are at FansportsGenius. And over on Instagram, we are at FantasyFootball underscore Genius underscore. We're just going to dive right in into the podcast today. Let's start off with the Patriots and the Giants. Thursday night game, usually a snooze fest. Started off to be a kind of a, 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 a rough start for the Giants and, and the Patriots. First half didn't look that solid for either, either side of the ball. Patriots didn't look like their normal self. But by the end of the game, the Patriots continue to do the same thing. They dominate teams. They destroy teams. This defense is putting up monster stats, monster numbers. They did it again last night, turning the ball over. Uh, Daniel Jones throwing two, three, three interceptions. The Giants also, also fumbling the ball. Uh, New England got a defensive score along with a special team score when they had that black punt, block punt. They're putting up monster numbers for a defense. Numbers that we're seeing out of like quarterbacks and running backs, wide receivers, where we're usually seeing these kind of numbers, this defense is doing on a weekly basis. If you have the Patriots, you're sitting pretty. 
and I don't see it changing anytime soon, especially with their soft schedule that they continue to have. Still don't understand how the Patriots have this soft of a schedule, but they do. Enough with that. Um, let's talk about a few players from the game last night. We saw Josh Gordon um, suffer a knee injury. Sounds like he's avoided major injury with that knee. Um, now he has 10 days to kind of recover from that. Hopefully he'll be good to go come week seven. We also have Julian Edelman had a nice game, nine receptions, over 100 yards, solid number for a PPR league. Golden Tate um, the, the, coming back from his uh, suspension, six catches, 102 yards, and a score. Once we get Evan Ingram, Sterling Shepard, and Saquon Barkley back, there's going to be more weapons for Daniel Jones. It's never a good thing when you have three, possibly the top three players on your offensive side of the ball missing a game at New England. Tough break for the Giants there, not having those top three players. But once they can come back, and it sounds like Barkley getting closer and closer, the guy's a freak athlete, kind of like Adrian Peterson, doesn't need the time to, re- to recuperate from these injuries. Sounds like he might be getting closer and closer. I wouldn't even count out next week being ba- the, the week he comes back. Now he also has 10 more, week, 10 more days to kind of get back in health and get over that high ankle sprain that he suffered a few weeks back. Once we have Barkley back, this, this offense would look a, little bit, uh, a lot better. Uh, Daniel Jones has looked nice um, outside of yesterday's game. He's looked pretty good as a rookie. Yesterday he did show the, that he was a rookie with the way he played, but uh, he didn't have his top three talents out there. He didn't have the Barkleys, the Evan Ingrams, and the, and the uh, Sterling Shepard in that game. You put them ba- back in the lineup, I think Daniel Jones is going to be uh, – a much improved player moving forward, and I think he's going to be a player that I think we can look at, as we've done in the past, streaming um, quarterback moving forward this season, especially when he has the talent like Tate, Shepard, uh, Ingram, and Saquon Barkley back there for him in that offense. If we look at the upcoming weekend of games, let's go ahead and just start right away. Let's start off with the Carolina Panthers and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Panthers sitting at 3-2, and two, Buccaneers 2-3. Two and three. This is an early game. Most of us are either going to be sleeping or just getting up when this game's getting ready to kick off early Sunday morning from London. The way I look at this happening is this is a game that I think we might be able to see the Carolina Panthers kind of limit what they're going to do with Christian McCaffrey. Hearing that he has a back injury, never a good thing when you, see, when you hear about a back injury, especially when you're talking about a player that's going to have to travel to London on a plane. Um, if, if you've had back injuries, you know that they're not fun to handle. This is a game that maybe they kind of limit McCaffrey because of the, the long trip uh, across the pond. And if that's the case... I think we see this passing game for Carolina kind of get more and more involved, especially the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers do give up big games for two passing games, and we know the Buccaneers do have a nice passing game themselves. I think they're going to start to get Mike Evans more and more involved. So I like both sides of the ball passing uh, for the Carolina Panthers and Buccaneers. If I'm picking one or the other, it's definitely going to be for me. It's going to be Jameis Winston, Mike Evans, and Chris Godwin. I also think we're going to see O.J. Howard start to get more and more involved. I think this is a get-right game for O.J. Howard against the Carolina Panthers. But I think it's also going to be a game we're hearing Jameis Winston talk about they need to get the ball more and more to Mike Evans. And once again, Mike Evans has become um, one of my top plays for the buy low. A couple weeks ago when I talked about him being my buy low poster child, he had a monster game. I don't see that kind of game happening this week just because you have Godwin, you have Howard, you have uh, Ronald Jones, you have uh, different, different weapons in this offense that you can throw to. So I don't think we're going to see that monster game for Mike Evans. But I definitely think he is back to being a buy low. And if you're worried about Mike Evans, I would not worry about last week game, uh, the game against Marcus Lattimore. Bad, uh, it, it was a bad matchup for Evans. Yes, I didn't see him having a zero for the game, but Lattimore is a very solid shutdown corner. I think Evans is going to be fine moving forward. Give me both the passing games for the Panthers and the Buccaneers. I slightly lean Buccaneers. I have the Buccaneers over the Carolina Panthers in week one from London. 
Seattle and the Cleveland Browns. The struggling Cleveland Browns sitting at two and three. The four and one Seattle Seahawks trying to stay pace with the San Francisco 49ers in that division. I think this is a game we're going to start. We're, we're going to see the Browns continue to struggle. Coming into the season, I was very high on Baker Mayfield. He does not look the part right now. He looks lost. Last week, he had an absolutely horrible, one of the worst games you have. If you only needed a point or two from Mayfield to win your week last week, you had to feel like you had, you had it in the bag. Even if you were sitting tied with your opponent, I believe that the week Mayfield ended the game with a negative score. Not what you want to see out of your quarterback. Not what you want to see out of a quarterback that a lot of people took as their starting quarterback in, in fantasy. And this matchup isn't ideal. The Seattle Seahawks do have a pretty good pass rush. And we know the Browns' offensive line has struggled and can give up plenty of sacks. I do not like Baker Mayfield. But as much as I don't like Baker Mayfield, I do think Odell Beckham is still a buy low. He's about as low as you're going to see him for value-wise. His owner is likely probably uh, uh, starting to wonder if he can trust Odell Beckham. This is where you swoop in. This is where you offer uh, a lesser player for Beckham. All of a sudden, you're getting an elite player. Uh, Beckham is going to have those big games, but he's also going to have those bad games. But right now, you can get Beckham for cheap. If you can, I definitely would think about uh, grabbing Beckham on your roster. In this game, I think we can also trust Jarvis Landry. Even though I don't like Baker Mayfield, I think the ball still has to be thrown. We're, we're still going to see decent numbers for Beckham and, and Landry. One player that I do like for the uh, Browns this week is I do like Nick Chubb quite a bit. As for the Seattle Seahawks, I think this is going to be this is a game that I think we're going to see the ground game kind of get going. Chris Carson, I think you can even take a shot at uh, Rashard Penny and deep GPPs. And again, if you have Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson is, is definitely a player. This is, this is a team that I, th- I think they're going to try to get the ground game going, which is going to open up things for Russell Wilson. And we've seen Wilson use his feet and his arm to get the job done. Do love Russell Wilson, Tyler Lockett, and I, I like DK Metcalf for GPPs. Give me the Seattle Seahawks to beat the Cleveland Browns, and we see the Browns continue to struggle through the 2019 season. I do not think we can trust Baker Mayfield moving forward. I'd rather have a Josh Allen, rather have a Jameis Winston moving forward. Baker Mayfield does not look the part this year for fantasy. Houston Texans and the Kansas City Chiefs. One of the games I think is going to be one of the higher scoring games of the weekend. Patrick Mahomes versus Deshaun Watson. Plenty of talent, plenty of weapons to go, go around. Sounds like we may see Tyreek Hill come back. If, that's, if that does happen, I think that's going to help Travis Kelsey, who if we're looking at the San, uh, Kansas City Chiefs, we've seen a couple, ten, couple players kind of struggle without Tyreek Hill. I thought Sammy Watkins would be, would be able to have a fantastic um, stretch without Tyreek Hill. We're seeing him kind of be non-existent. Um, there, there's just too, too many mouths to feed on this Kansas City Chiefs offense. But I think with Hill... Uh, coming back over the next couple of weeks, I think it's going to help open things up for Travis, Hel- Travis Kelsey. Definitely do not sell. I'm hearing a lot of people talk, possibly trying to see if they, if they need to sell Travis Kelsey. I do not think that's paid. I think Travis Kelsey can be fine moving forward. I think he's going to be even better once we do get Hill back. I think this is going to be a fantastic game to watch. Plenty of offensive power, plenty of offensive weapons. If you have a player on either side of the ball that, that, have, that have some sort of a role for the, their offenses, you can play them in any fashion. I absolutely love both passing games, but I like the Houston Texans a little more only because of the uh, Patrick Mahomes uh, coming up with an ankle injury. We don't know exactly how bad that ankle injury is. I think he's going to be fine in the game, but I absolutely love the Houston Texans side of the ball. I think we're going to see a get-right game for DeAndre Hopkins. 
Last week it was Will Fuller. I think that's going to help DeAndre Hopkins the way that Fuller played last week. Teams can't double cover Hopkins because you have a player like Fuller who can get open, who can do just as much damage himself. So people that are trying to sell Hopkins, and I'm hearing some crazy, crazy trade options that people are trading away DeAndre Hopkins. That made him my buy low poster child this week. If you can get DeAndre Hopkins for super low, kudos to you. I think he's going to be the elite option that we drafted in the beginning of the year. Fuller healthy is going to help Hopkins open things up, and I think it starts this week. I expect a monster game from DeAndre Hopkins and Deshaun Watson. Give me the Chiefs in a very close game. I think this could be a game that we may see whoever possesses the ball last wins the game. Give me the Chiefs in a close game over the Texans. That's going to be fun and high scoring to watch. From a great game in Kansas City and Houston to probably one of the worst games this year we're going to see, the 0-5 Washington Redskins taking on the 0-4 Miami Dolphins. Both teams are rushing and kind of leading their way to have the number one overall pick. Both teams don't want to win. Somebody's going to have to win. Wouldn't it be funny if we saw a 0-0 tie? I think this game can go either way. We can see a, a major disaster of a game, two really bad teams playing each other. But I also think there's a, there's a chance we can see kind of an offensive kind of explosion for the two. Um, it's kind of crazy to say explosion when you're talking about uh, Redskins and Dolphins. But then again, explosion can also be um, the way they're playing this year. Both teams are horrible. Both teams are looking to get the number one overall pick. Who's going to get it this week? I think the, uh, the uh, Redskins do beat the Miami Dolphins this week. Give me the Redskins over the Dolphins. If I'm looking at players in this game, I think there's, there's usually I don't want to play players from either one of these, one of these rosters, but both defenses are, are pretty bad. So I think you can play a lot of players in this game in GPPs, but don't expect much. Um, they can also put up a dud. I do like Case Keenum, like Paul Richardson um, in, in GPPs. I like Preston Wilson, Devontae Parker in GPPs as well. I like all three running backs, Adrian Peterson, Chris Thompson for the Redskins, and Kenyon Drake for the Dolphins. But again, just as much as I like him, I can also see the, all these players putting up duds. So don't have your hopes up high. If you get something out of him, great. If you don't, then just move on to the next week. I think uh, Terry McLaurin is a player that we can play in, in, any, in any type of game. Uh, he, he's a PPR stud. And once they do kind of put Dwayne Haskins out there, I think McLaurin's going to be even better. They are former college teammates. And we already seen McLaurin is one of the better options of the offense. Put uh, Haskins out there, and I think McLaurin becomes even better. And I kind of like the Washington's defense a little bit just because they're going up against the Dolphins. That's the way I'm looking at Give me the Dolphins to lose and continue their string uh, fighting for that number one overall pick. Next up, we have the 3-2 and two Eagles at the 3-2 and two Minnesota Vikings. This game has a, a chance to be kind of a sneaky shootout. <clears throat> I think there's two games that I'm, that I'm going to be targeting heavily, heavily this weekend. We talked about one being the Chiefs and the Houston Texans. I'll talk about another one down the road. That's going to make someone like the Eagles and the Vikings a little lesser owned, in my opinion. So if you're looking to ta- have one of those lesser owned quarterbacks, uh, maybe, maybe a lesser owned combination that can kind of go lights out for you. I kind of like Carson Wentz and Zach Ertz in GPPs just because I think they're going to be lo- lower owned. They can both put up monster numbers. And uh, as for the Minnesota Vikings, we've seen the Eagles give up monster stats to opposing wide receiver ones. That makes me much more uh, likely to go with the passing game from Minnesota. I do think Kirk Cousins and Adam Thielen make great plays in all formats. I think Adam Thielen is one of my favorite plays of the weekend um, as a wide receiver just because I think he's going to absolutely go bonkers against the Philadelphia Eagles defense. Give me the Minnesota Vikings to beat the Philadelphia Eagles in somewhat of a high-scoring game um, that people may not look at high scoring because of the defense going in there. I like the Vikings over the Eagles. 
Next up, we have the 4-1 Saints traveling to Jacksonville to take on the 2-3 Jaguars. This is a game I think a lot of people thought that the Saints were going to kind of fall down with Drew Brees not in the lineup. I kind of thought it the other way around. I thought this team had, had enough weapons, enough talent around them to kind of support Drew Brees down. Teddy Bridgewater's looked pretty, pretty solid. We've seen decent games out of uh, Alvin Kamara. Hasn't really had that blow-up game. Um, that, that, we're, that we're used to seeing out of him. I think he's affected a little more with, about Drew Brees not in there than Michael Thomas. We've seen Michael Thomas continue to be that dominating wide receiver one that we've seen in years past with Bridgewater, with Brees. doesn't matter. He's going to put up monster numbers. But I think if, if we're looking between the two, I think Kamara misses Brees a little bit more than Michael Thomas does. But as we're seeing, neither of them are really uh, failing without their star quarterback out there. They have a decent defense. As for the Jaguars, love Leonard Fournette in this matchup. I think Leonard Fournette, with the volume that he's getting in this game, he is going to have, have a monster game. He, we, we've seen him have big, day, big games back-to-back weeks. It's just because of the volume he sees out of the passing game, out of the ground game. Love Leonard Fournette. I, I do like D.D. Westbrook as well. I think D.J. Shark is a player that I'm going to avoid for the most part in DFS just because he's going to be getting that um, Marcus Lattimore that we saw shut down at, uh, Mike Evans last week. He's going to be pr- likely on D.J. Shark most of this game. So I think D.D. Westbrook is going to benefit for that. I think D.D. finally is going to get that one of those breakout games. I love D.D. Gardner Minshew uh, stack in fantasy, and I don't hate it with a double stack with Leonard Fournette as well because, as I said, with the volume – Fournette is getting. He is a solid starter each and every week he steps on the field. Give me the Jags over the New Orleans Saints this weekend. Next up, division rivalry between the 0-5 Cincinnati Bengals as they travel to Baltimore to take on the 3-2 and uh, Ravens. Give me the uh, Ravens over the Cincinnati Bengals in somewhat of a blowout. The Bengals' offense is not good. Um, last week we saw that they, they gave the ball early to Joe Mixon. They kind of gave up on him. He didn't have the game that I thought he was going to have last week. Ravens' defense is not what we've seen in years past. They do have injuries in the secondary, which is going to help players like uh, Tyler Boyd, Auden Tate, Andy Dalton. I think Andy Dalton is a decent GPP option, but he's definitely not someone that we want to trust in cash games. And I do think uh, Joe Mixon is, not, is, again, a solid play. But I think we have to limit our expectations from Joe Mixon just because of how bad this offense is. He could uh, start off strong and then uh, not have much in the game. But I think if they're going to have any kind of success moving forward, they have to get Mixon more involved in the passing game. Give me the Ravens over the Bengals this weekend. Next up, we have the 49ers and the Rams. The 4-0 49ers taking on the 3-2 and defending uh, NFC champion Los Angeles Rams. You kind of hate to say week six is a must win, but if the uh, Rams are looking to win the division this year, um, they're going to have to beat the 49ers this week. They can't fall another game, lose the head-to-head um, going, going into this game. They'll, they'll also have the, the head-to-head against them as well. I like the Rams to beat the 49ers. I think a big loss is uh, Juice, uh, the fullback there for the San Francisco, San Francisco 49ers out. I think that's going to be a big deal for this ground game, a ground game that's had um, great start to the year leading the league in rushing, putting up monster games on, on the ground. That's gonna, a lot of that has to do with the, the, the leading the way by Juice at, at the fullback. With him out of the game, I think it's going to affect Tevin Coleman, going to affect Matt Breda. I do kind of like the passing game a little bit in, in San Francisco just because I think that the 49ers are going to jump out to an early lead and kind of coast is going, going by. 49ers do have a good defense, so I think this game is going to be a game that if Todd Gurley is injured like we're talking, like we're hearing, um, this is a game they, they may want to limit what they're going to get out of Gurley. That's going to maybe open things up for the passing game for Jared Goff, Cooper Cup, and Robert Woods. 
I doubt Brandon Cooks plays in this game. He's, he's in the concussion protocol. So I do think Cooper Cup and Robert Woods are fantastic plays. But again, uh, keep in mind this 49ers defense is very good against both the run and the pass, but they are even better against the run. They're one of the, uh, the top run defenses in the league. So I do not like Todd Gurley this week, especially with that injury that he has as well. Not high on Breda, as I talked about, and Coleman as well. Yes, this ground game has put up monster stats, but again, without juice in there, I think this ground game is going to suffer. Give me the Rams over the 49ers in a close game this Sunday. Falcons and the Cardinals. This is the other game I'm looking forward to this weekend um, outside of the Kansas City and Houston game. I think the Falcons coming into the game, they're in the game that I think that they can finally have that get-right game. The offense has been struggling. Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, all, all parties of that offense kind of has been struggling to get anything going. Yes, they're putting up some decent numbers. Matt Ryan is, but we're seeing Julio Jones kind of struggle. Has a hip injury as well, so we're going to definitely have to keep an eye on the Julio Jones hip injury. But I think this is a game that we're going to see the Atlanta Falcons offense finally get going, finally get right. And I think this might be a game that kind of helps them get uh, get moving in the right direction, kind of get past this struggle that they're having. And the Cardinals, we know that they're going to try to uh, put up as many plays as possible. Kyler Murray, David Johnson, Larry Fitzgerald, plenty of options there on, on, on the offensive side of the ball to play in fantasy. But I absolutely love the Atlanta Falcons side of the ball. But if you're playing the owner percentage ownership percentage game, I think the Cardinals are going to come in one of the lower owns. Uh, you're going to see a lot of people on Houston, a lot of people on Kansas City, and even a lot of people on Atlanta. That's going to make the Arizona Cardinals offense kind of lesser owned than where they should be. I do love Kyler Murray. Uh, we're starting to see him get more and more involved with his, with his uh, legs as he is in his with his arm as well. As I talked about, David Johnson, Larry Fitzgerald. I even like a little bit of Keyshawn Johnson if uh, Christian Kirk is not able to go this week. Um, as for the the, Fort, the um, Atlanta Falcons, this is also going to be a game that I think we're going to see Julio Jones get right. But we have to definitely keep an eye on him because he pop, popped up with that hip injury. So we definitely want to keep an eye on if he's going to be able to go and if he's going to be limited as well. But if he's good to go, I think this is a smash spot for Julio Jones against the Cardinals. Give me the Falcons and Arizona in the highest scoring game of the weekend. I have the Falcons hitting the 40 mark with Arizona topping uh, 35 this weekend. <clears throat> Next up, the 3-2 Cowboys head to the 0-4 Jets take on a bad New York Jets offense. This, this offense has struggled without uh, Sam Darnold in the lineup. It sounds like Darnold is going to be able to play this week uh, coming back from his mono. Um, sounds like the, the, the fear for that spleen is not there anymore, so he's going to be able to play without uh, any, any kind of limitations. I do think the Jets offense kind of picks it up a little bit. Um, but I think it's going to take time as well. And this offense really isn't, as, isn't good anyways, even with Sam Darnold in there. Yes, they're a little better with Darnold, but this offense is pretty bad. This is why I was not high on Le'Veon Bell coming into the season. The offensive line is not good. The, if you're going to take a shot, you can maybe take a shot on Robbie Anderson, Jameson Crowder, and GPPs, but I'm not sold on anybody on the Jets. I'm likely going to fade. The only, thing, only ones that I was looking at was... If we're going to see Chris Herndon, and what kind of stinks is because I saved Chris Herndon in a lot of leagues. I stashed him for five weeks for the spot. First practice he puts in the game, he gets a hamstring injury. Now he's going to miss a couple weeks. I absolutely love the Dallas Cowboys ground game. Ezekiel Elliott last week, yes, I was high on him last week. Yes, he, he, he failed last week. But this is the game that I think we're going to see Ezekiel Elliott kind of run wild over the New York Jets. Dak Prescott in the passing game are always GPP plays. They always have that GPP upside, but I'm looking at the ground game with Ezekiel Elliott than I am the passing game for the Cowboys. Give me the Cowboys by a couple scores over the New York Jets on Sunday afternoon. 
Next up, we have the Denver Broncos hosting the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee 2-3. and three. Denver finally got that first win last week. They're looking to build on it this week against a Tennessee Titans offense that has struggled to kind of get the ground going, ground game going in, in, in recent weeks. This kind of has a feel to that Jacksonville game for me against the Broncos where the Jags came in kind of struggling running the ball and they went absolutely bonkers with Leonard Fournette. This kind of has the same kind of feel with Derrick Henry. I think Derrick Henry can kind of get right in this game against the Broncos, but I do think the Broncos are going to come out with the win. Love Joe Flacco and his pass-catching wide receivers um, in GPPs. I prefer Sutton over Manuel Sanders, but I do like both. I'm not really sold on Royce Freeman this week. I think Freeman could have a, a, a rough go at it with the Tennessee Titans um, rush defense. Phillip Lindsay, I like a little more just because of what he is involved in the passing game. But if I'm picking a side with the Broncos, I'm going with the pass game with Sutton and Sanders than I am with the ground game with Lindsay and Freeman. As for Tennessee, I think Derrick Henry is a solid play. As I talked about earlier, if they can uh, kind of stick with the ground game, I think they, they may do the same thing Jacksonville did, and we may see Henry have an absolutely monster game against this Broncos' uh, sketchy rush defense. And I think we're also can, we can play both defenses, and I think uh, Noah Fant, the, the rookie tight end for the Broncos, he has slate-breaking slate ability. I think one of those games is coming. It isn't going to happen this week. It very well could because the Tennessee Titans do struggle covering tight ends. I think Fant is well worth a, a shot in GPP. And like I said, I think he has slate-breaking ability. This might be the week he kind of scores not once but twice um, for the Broncos. I have the Broncos by a uh, 24-16 score over the Tennessee Titans. Sunday night, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers taking on the Los Angeles Chargers. The Steelers are the walking wounded. They're on their third-string quarterback this week. I think that's going to affect the entire offense. I like the Chargers. I like them quite a bit this weekend. Uh, if I'm looking at the Steelers, I, I, I still think Juju Smith-Schuster is going to miss a lot with, without Ben Roethlisberger. Yes, it's not Mason Rudolph, but is, it, is the third-string quarterback any better to get him the ball? I do not know. We won't know that until Sunday night. I'm likely going to stay away from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Personally, as for the Chargers... If Austin Eckler doesn't uh, receive a bigger role moving forward, even with Melvin Gordon, I don't, I don't know what the Chargers are doing. He's deserved that. 15 catches last week against the Denver Broncos defense. Eckler deserves to be on the field more often, and if it's not a 50-50 split between the two, I think the Chargers are doing it wrong. I don't think Melvin Gordon is worth um, – taking Eckler out. I think Eckler has earned his spot there, and if he is not going to get the 50-50 split there, or maybe maybe they start looking at him more in the in the slot game as well. I do like the Chargers' <clears throat> ground game against Steelers. Uh, give me Melvin Gordon and Eckler this week against the Steelers on that one-game slate. I have the Chargers over the Steelers on Sunday night. And the Packers and Lions will close out the weekend Packers 4-1, Detroit 2-1-1. I love the Packers in this spot. It sounds like Devontae Adams is not going to play. That makes me not uh, as high on uh, Marquez Valdez and Scantling. The Lions do have a decent uh, cornerback uh, that can kind of shut down uh, the number one options there. And if, if, if uh, MVS is going to be the number one option, that's going to put me on uh, Geronimo Allison a little more. It's going to put me on... Uh, uh, Aaron Jones a little more, and I do think Jimmy Graham as well without um, Devonta Adams in the lineup is going to help Jimmy Graham as well. I do love Aaron Rodgers. I, I think Aaron Rodgers is in, is in a, a get-right spot as well. Only player on the on the Packers that I do not like is 
MVS, but only if um, Devontae Adams is not able to go, then that makes Geronimo Allison a solid play for me. I absolutely love Allison because I like that number two. And if Adams is able to go, I do think MVS is a solid play. It's just that number one role there for the Packers might get shut down for that by the Detroit Lions number one cornerback there. Give me the Packers on Monday night to, in a game that I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have a monster game, one of those typical big-time games from Aaron Rodgers on prime time. That'll do it for the, for the podcast today. Hopefully you guys stuck with me. Hopefully you guys got some good nuggets to kind of help you win your leagues, help you uh, make the right decisions in DFS. And as I talked about, we have plenty of different packages on our website. If you want more detailed look into our game-by-game breakdowns, all of that up on the site for our DFS and season-long uh, premium members by tomorrow morning. If you've not followed us over on Twitter and Instagram, please give us a follow at FansportsGenius on Twitter and at FantasyFootball underscore Genius underscore on IG. It's not too late to become part of the Genius Mob and sign up for our DFS and season-long packages. As I talked about, check us out on www.FantasyFootballGenius.com. Along with becoming a member of our Facebook community, 2019 has been a great year to start. But if you haven't started out strong, check into our Mastermind Chat. That's what we created that for, to make you a better player, kind of help you uh, get on the right path to bring home those trophies in season long, bring home that cash in DFS. Great communications going on back and forth with those that have already signed up for our Mastermind Chat, and we thank you. Questions on trading, lineup construction, and much, much more. Maybe it's just bouncing ideas off one another. That's what that chat is all about. Weekly, monthly, and full season packs available. Have a great day. Thanks for the listen, and let's dominate your leagues. Have a great one.